On this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Colby Jacobino. Colby is the basketball recruiting insider for Maryland Inside Sports of the 247sports.com website, as well as a basketball scout for prephoops.com. Fans, if you love high school sports, you will love varsitysportsnetwork.com, the area's premier source of high school sports coverage. VSN specializes in daily game coverage, feature articles on local teams and athletes, video highlights and interviews, and the area's most comprehensive presentation of schedules, scores, and standings. Boys and girls sports, big schools and small, everyone is important on Varsity Sports Network. Check it out now at varsitysportsnetwork.com. That's varsitysportsnetwork.com. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Colby, thanks for coming. Appreciate you having me. Dude, this is cool. I've been trying to get you in the studio for a hot minute. I think we met down at St. Francis uh, two seasons, last season. It was a while ago. And I was like, oh, this guy needs to be on a microphone in front of a camera. And I think you've done some stuff on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I, I have my own little my own little things where I just, you know, go live, kind of talk to the talk to the people. I answer some questions here and there. But no, I, pre- I appreciate you having me, man. I've been following your podcast and all that. So I know you're active in the area. I think what you're doing is great. Awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to encourage, promote, you know, get the kids out there. If they want to be, you know, uh, involved in sports and if the parents want to support and encourage them, I'm hoping to get some information to help them along the way. But we go too far. We need to learn about a little bit about Colby Jacobino. Did you play sports in high school, Colby? I did. I did. I was a uh, I was a basketball guy. I've been a basketball guy my whole life. Um, I started out um, over at Calvert Hall my first two years, and then I made the transfer to Perry Hall, finished out my high school career there. Um, you know, had a great time, and then uh, moved on. Actually had a brief uh, – stay at Lycoming up in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, stayed there for the first semester, Um, finished that year. So my second semester at Goucher, um, just because, you know, my mom was kind of not in tune with the whole eligibility thing. And uh, no matter how much I was trying to talk her out of it, she wanted me in school. And I'm gonna be honest with you. um, You know, if I wasn't, if if, if I'm not playing basketball, I'm not going to be in school. Um, So Finished uh, finished my freshman year there. Knew I kind of didn't want to be there. Uh, ended up meeting the Hartford Community College coach in a three-on-three tournament. Asked me what I was doing for next year. I had a, some junior colleges that I was looking at. Ended up attending Hartford last scrimmage of the year. Tore everything in my knee. Um, had to take that year off, obviously. Come back my next. And then, uh, you know, had a, had handful of schools recruit me but ultimately you know I thought Stevenson was the the place for me um both both academically and athletically and you know I couldn't ask for a, a better two years there so um finished up there and that, that you know the rest is history so two high schools with Hall in the name I'm surprised you didn't go to Seton Hall at all <laughs> <laughs> it was it was they were two totally different places I'll say that but um 
but yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually, I actually grew up in Perry Hall, so I live right next to it. Um, and when, you know, I just wasn't kind of enjoying my time there at Calvert Hall and I thought it was a, a, a natural move and obviously all the, the neighborhood kids went right to Perry Hall. So it was a smooth transition and, and I'm glad I, glad I did it. So all those places had to make you so much better prepared for what you do now. I mean, you've got so many experiences from high schools and colleges. You probably walk into a gym and and I feel real comfortable no matter yeah. what the gym is. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it also, it also did help me with the, this, you know, the stuff that I do now, um, in terms of just kind of people knowing my face, knowing my name or being familiar with it. Maybe not everybody likes it, but, um, you know, just being involved in this, in this field, um, it's made it a lot easier, even, even if I never played in a gym around Baltimore, uh, you know, they've, they've heard of, they've heard of me before. So it, it makes it a lot easier forming, forming relationships with those coaches and, you know, uh, forming a trust with them too. So it's definitely played in my favor. Absolutely. You probably spend a lot of time in gym. So let's talk mm -hmm. about these two jobs you have basketball recruiting insider and scout. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what does that mean? What do you do, Kobe? I know you, I know you go to the gym and watch a lot of basketball, mm -hmm. but there's gotta be more to it. That's probably the easy part. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the most enjoyable part. Um, so I'll start with the scouting part because that's kind of where I got where I got started first with Prep Hoops. Um, you know, they're a company that really hangs their hat on, uh, you know, focusing on the players who aren't the big name players that you're going to read on these national sites. Um, they, you know, they want to hear from the kids who are Division two prospects, Division three, junior college, NAI, any level of college. Um, you know, that's our job to make sure any kid in the gym that's performing well uh, gets noticed maybe gets a little write up, whatever the case may be. And, you know, a lot of guys have different intentions when they get involved in, in this industry. But, you know, my thing was, is I, I want to be the person that I wish I had when I was playing. Um, so, you know, if there's any kid that is a fringe, you know, maybe he's only getting recruited by D3s and he's a D2 scholarship type of guy. Well, maybe I come and watch him a game or two and maybe learn a little bit about his family and what he wants in an education. And, you know, I send him his information to one of my guys at a Division two level and maybe it works out, um, you know, and so on and so forth. Or maybe there's a kid who has getting zero college interest because, you know, it, it, his family doesn't have any history in getting any college you know, recruitment, anything like that started, and I can help, you know, be the spark plug for that. So not only is it, you know, a job for me, but I also, as I get older, you know, you, you, you kind of want to have, you want to have something to rely back on a purpose. And uh, so it, it supplies me with a purpose. And, and that's what kind of keeps me going through the hard days or the traveling days. And when you just getting tired of everything that comes with it, um, or the politics, just with anything, uh, they're more than, more than here in the high school basketball scene. So that's what I do in terms of the scout. Um, in terms of the recruiting insider, it's more so for the college level, uh, specifically Maryland. So I'm focusing on those prospects that the University of Maryland is targeting, uh, whether it's they've had a conversation with them, whether it's, you know, they, they've even reached out to me about them. Hey, should we recruit this kid? If they have a kid on campus, if they offer a kid, if a kid's going to plan on committing in a few weeks, I need to be, I need to beat that. Uh, you know, with my reports. So that's another one, you know, just having, you just got to make sure all your relationships are, are in a really good spot. Um, and, you know, again, I just always kind of hang my hat on, hey, just be trustworthy, have, be transparent, feel like you're not holding anything back and people know exactly what they're getting from you. So I, it, it's helped me so far in terms of building my Rolodex of coaches and, and connections and all that. So I'm just going to keep on doing it. That's good. So you said Maryland. So 
Um, I like numbers, and you know, I think other people like numbers too. But statistically, you know, there's five people on the on the court, mm-hmm. but you need more than five on a team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ten. You know, I'd I, I be surprised if more than 10 guys get any kind of significant time. But for the entire team, you're always looking at, all right, these guys, these you're going to graduate, move on, and we got to recruit this number to kind of – and the transfer portals, portals probably screwed all that up because you never know who's going to want to leave, and then you got to fill someone else. And you probably don't know the numbers, but at any given time, how many kids is a major college like Maryland looking at to recruit? Are they bringing in five kids a year, 10 kids a year? 12 kids a year? What are they? Yeah, what's the numbers? I, I think it really depends on what program you're talking about. When you're talking about Maryland, I mean, and again, you just brought up transfer portal has kind of messed everything up. Not only that, now they have a new coaching staff. Um, they're kind of trying to rebuild the roster. Luckily for them, they have the transfer portal to lean back on. I mean, I can tell you here, and the news will already be out um, when, you know, when this podcast comes out, but we have, a, there's a local kid that, that, um, you know, I'll keep him unnamed for now but played for team thrill um is a senior and he's going to be committing to maryland tonight oh that's Um, exciting so yeah that's one so they have one from the class of 2022 which is senior um you know maybe they get another but we're so late in the process now that they're just trying to hit the transfer portal hard maybe kind of you know do their best to keep as many guys from last year's roster but i mean it, it just depends obviously you're well versed in it you know university of kentucky it's a recycling you know now duke is kind of uh taking on that reputation so it's five five stars in five five stars out and they're just going to continue that cycle but i would say for you know a lot of these college coaches too to keep their own jobs jay wright said it he says it all the time you know get old stay old um, that's kind of how you win championships at that level. So, you know, they're, it, it's kind of depressing because they're putting a lot less stock into the high school guys because if I can go get a guy at the college level who I know is proven and don't have to go through the development process, kissing his butt, worrying about his parents getting on me why we recruited him, he already knows what comes with this. Um, you know, so we're just going to go that route. I think, you know, it's going to take another year or two really to see that ripple effect because we're still – now just seeing the beginning ripple effects from the COVID year um, where these guys can transfer, don't have to sit out, can use their extra year of eligibility. So I think it's going to be a thing that spans within the next five or six years that we kind of see these these high school kids still trying to get a feel for how this is exactly going to work. Uh, should I just go prep? Should I just go JUCO? Because I want to keep that Division One dream alive. Um, so there's a lot of different layers to it that I, I feel like are still unknown, but we're starting to see some, you know, the dust settle as we as we come in here, you know, with the the past month, month or two. So. No, it's it's crazy. So you said a couple things. One was five star, but I'm going to get back to that. But I bet your process is going to change a little bit too, because I can imagine you're going to get some phone calls and say, "Hey, last year when you told me about that kid and he ended up going to Kentucky, he's in the portal. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that kid?" last year so imagine you're taking pretty good notes and and keeping track of some of these kids even though they've moved on because you're going to get those calls based on the relationships you have with those coaches and and it's all about those relationships because you you probably can't not be completely honest with that coach if you think the kid's a good fit you can say it but if you don't because you only get one chance to not say it right then that coach is be like i don't want to listen to colby anymore he didn't say it right yep no and that's and 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 i try to be transparent with the kids too as well as when i'm and and you know I would say this majority of the people take it very well. Um, and they, you know, they want you to be honest with their kids and, 
um, you know, obviously the coaches want you to be honest as well. And the coaches are going to be more brutally honest than anybody. So, but there, there are guys in this industry that I feel like, you know, just want to kind of pump up every, every kid just to maybe make themselves sound a little bit better. But at the same time to see these coaches are, a lot of them are like parents. They're not going to come with you with a question that they don't already know the answer to. Um, a lot of times when coaches are calling me, and I feel like this is the this is the, the the scenario with a lot of scouts. They're looking for confirmation. They're not looking for any new information on you know a kid. So um, they've already done their homework. That's their job. Um, so you know they're coming to me. Hey, Kobe, like you know, has this kid really gotten better at, at, at getting to the paint, or has he really you know put any of his effort on the defensive end yet, or is his, is his high school coach just telling me that so I can look at him? Um, so you got to be honest and, you know, I, 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 like I said, but I want to be transparent with the kids too. So if I see him after the game, yeah, great. You had 25 points, but, um, if you really want to make it to this level, this is what I'm being told that you need to do better on. And I know, you know, it's, it's a cardinal rule now that you can't tell these kids what they do wrong because everybody has to have, you know, you have to take into consideration everybody's feeling. Well, the real world doesn't care about your feelings. And if you want to get to where you want to, there's some harsh realities that you have to you have to face. So, um, you know, I always just kind of say there, there's been a lot of kids who I've gotten in, you know, on the bad side of because maybe I was critical of them in their in in person. I'm, I'm not going to put anything in writing that I wouldn't say to your face. And it's not because, again, I don't like you. It's just because I feel like you have more potential, just like with anybody. So um, but but again, keeping that honesty, keeping the transparency like I can't and, you know, I don't like to talk about myself here but a lot of the conversations that I have with coaches always say like hey Kobe I'm calling you because you shoot it straight so that's kind of what my intentions were when I got started on here so um that's what I'm just gonna keep doing I don't want I don't want that reputation to change so uh, you mentioned the term earlier you said five-star recruit Mm -hmm. in in your words or what what's a what is a five-star recruit a uh, five-star recruit is a is a, a prospect that checks all the boxes uh, at his position or what he does well, um, you know. And it's gonna it's gonna vary for again per position. But you know, if you're if you're looking for a wing and he's six seven with a seven one wingspan and he can he can drive the lane and 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 finish over the rim and he can you know switch it up and score from the outside he's a he's a presence on the defensive end it's just it's a guy who checks all the boxes and uh you know while there will be you know once in a blue moon a kid who maybe doesn't play on a high level shoe circuit aau type of schedule um that can be considered a five-star it doesn't happen often because then at some point you want to see all those five stars in the same arena under the same roof, um, you know, to really see how they match up against those guys. And that's why you see so much of the turnover where, you know, maybe a, maybe a kid who's the talk of the town will be at either a public school or a small private school and they move on to those bigger, <clears throat> you know, academies that you see down in Florida or prep schools or, or high, high power, uh, high school um, teams. So those are probably fun games to watch when you have a court full of five stars. They are, they are that. And, but, but again, then, you know, uh, you always want to be, see, I I go by this one saying, um, you know, you want to be uncommon amongst the uncommon. So once you get into that room, everybody's common, you're all five stars. So now, now it gets a little bit more critical in terms of you know, how you evaluate those guys, because now you're doing it through maybe a, 
you know, a Kentucky Duke kind of level to then you're projecting him NBA type of thing. So does he have good body language? Is he mouthing off his, at his teammates when something doesn't go wrong? Does he drop his shoulders when he misses a shot? Isn't that that's when all those things get very very specific and you're watching all those. So we we talked about this before the show. There's all those butts. He's a really good player, but he can drive the lane. Yeah, but. So getting rid of all those butts, and it's probably harder to get rid of them, or or they stand out differently when you're with everyone at your level. With you know all those, the commonality of the the court has been evened out. That's that's yeah. an interesting concept. I like that. Yeah. So uh, we, I like to make this valuable at some mm-hmm. point, and I think I may have just answered the question for you. And I said, you know, if the person in this situation, there's a bunch of five stars, and this one five star wants to make him stand out. Or a more common situation, if there's a just kids playing, there's an AU team, there's a high school team, there's parents trying to support and encourage their kid and let their kids, you know, live out their dream. You know, what advice do you have for the high school kid or the the parent of a high school kid to help you know support and encourage that kid if that's what they want to do to get them either to play D three or D two or even D one they, they're probably already identified by now right. to, to to go in the D one route but what's what's the what's the advice you have for them so it's going to sound general and cliche but you really have to take it I, I feel like to heart and and you know to the definition. Um, as you said, you know, when we were talking before, limit the butts. Don't don't have don't have a negative thing towards you, which is always tough to do. Because, um, like I said, once you start evaluating guys, you you have to point out weaknesses. That's just how it is. But in terms of the things of, um, look, man, he's a great player. Uh, but I I know those transcripts don't good, look good. Look, he's a great player, but I know his family's going to be an issue in, in the stands. Um, and for all the, especially the parents listening. Um, I have seen more recruitments be ruined by the parents than the actual players in terms of when a school is actually interested in them. You know, like I said, they, they have so all these, especially these, these division one programs, I don't want to say they have their pick of the litter, but you know, that's a huge, I already have to deal with this kid. Do I have to deal with a, a, a grown adult, maybe two, um, as well? Well, I'll just go with the one who doesn't have an issue, uh, in that sense. But in terms of on the, on the court. Um, and I didn't mention this when we were when we were talking before, and it, and it just hit me. So you just got consistency and, and effort is what's going to separate uh, a lot of players from others. And when I'm talking with coaches, especially, and I think this is something that that they kind of hold close to them when they evaluate guys, because I always ask that as well. I want to I want to know what I'm going to get from you before I walk into the gym. No matter how the game goes, whether you lose by 20, win by 20, your shot's falling, whether it's not falling, I know exactly what kind of effort that I'm going to get um, because that's just how you approach the game. Uh, and, you know, I know we're not talking about specific players, but a lot of people that know me know I'm a, I'm a fan of, of St. Francis' Daquan Davis. Um, he's, gonna, he's a rising junior. And there's been uh, other kids that fit this script for me to this T, but I know that when I walk into a gym in a game where Daquan's playing, whether it's a practice, an all-star game, an AAU game, uh, a, a game where St. Francis knows they're going to win by 40 or a championship game, I know that Daquan's going to play 110% every time. So those are the type of kids that if maybe Daquan is lacking a little bit in the Division One recruitment, okay, well, I feel very, very good pushing him. And, and because I know no matter what, that even if I were to get, even if I were, I'm not gonna say me, but even if we're, Daquan were to go to a higher level of a Division One 
stage than maybe he was ready for, he's going to fight. And that's what I can say. You know, I don't ever want a coach to come to me and say, hey, man, I came to you about so-and-so, and and he wasn't even there skill-wise. I, I I can live with that, but if he just says, "Hey, he's a dog," and he comes every day to practice and he works hard, and those guys always somehow find their way into the rotation, into the court, or just have a really good light with the coach. So, um, but and and that translates to any level um, in terms of all the kids that I'm I'm talking about. Is you know when when your kid plays hard and he's consistent, and then he limits the butts off the court, um, you know it's just it it makes life easier. I think we're going to have to end it on that, Colby. That you you wrapped it up nicely for me. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you coming by. If people wanted to find you on the websites, the two websites or social media, how could they do that? Yep. So on Instagram, um, I have my Instagram account at Colby G Scouting. Um, on Twitter, more that's when I'm most active uh, at Colby G Hoops. And then you can always read the uh, read the sites. Um, you know, prephoops.com uh, backslash Maryland. And then, uh, like I said, inside Maryland hoops on the t- uh, 247 Sports Network, uh, you know, we're, we're constantly pumping content, so we always got some stuff for the readers. Kobe, appreciate your time, man. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.